Hey everyone, this is Jim. Just a quick note before this current episode. We originally had planned to do episodes 22 and 23 of Terrace House and get to your listener questions, but the episode has turned out to be way too long. So we decided to break it up into two episodes. So the episode that you're about to listen to is going to cover only episodes 22 and 23 of Terrace House, and our listener questions and comments episode will be next week. So be on the lookout for that and enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey, y'all. It's Felix. We are actually going to take a break from the norm for this week's episode. Something happened this week, and Jim has something to say on our behalf. Hey, thanks, Felix. Hey, everyone. Um, me and Felix were at a concert a couple of days ago, and there was an incident involving two concert goers right behind me, and I heard it. It began to escalate, and I intervened I stepped in between them and I made sure that everyone was fine I tried to make sure there was no threat of any physical danger but as the situation seemed to be de-escalating one person made a homophobic comment toward the other person and it's always shocking when you hear things like that especially now and I know people say it's 2018 and we shouldn't be hearing things like that uh but really even in the past it wasn't acceptable either. It's never fine to say things like that. And you know that some people are like that and they say really awful things. But what really surprised me was that they were with a group of people and no one called them out on it. I said something to the person and someone else who was not with the person who made the remark also said something to the person who did make the remark. But none of their friends or colleagues or whoever they were said anything. And it was really kind of surprising because that's how bad behavior gets enabled. And I know it can be harder. I know it takes some courage to do that sometimes, to speak out if you hear something questionable or something, even if the person tries to write it off as a joke, you need to say something. You need to challenge them, especially if it's someone that you're close with or even someone that you only sort of know, because it's going to mean more coming from you than some random person on a podcast or in an article or somewhere on the internet. And so if you hear something, you need to say something. That's basically it. You can't use the, oh, they're set in their ways or they don't mean it like that excuse because you can write and excuse a lot of bad behavior off. And I know, I mean, for me, I think we've all had times. I know I certainly have had times in the past where I wish I had said something. And looking back, I thought, man, I really missed the chance to say something and correct that person. And I didn't. But when that happened, I vowed to say something and I've been trying, and that's what we can all do. So let's all try our best. If you hear something objectionable, speak out, because that's the only way that things are going to change. So thanks for listening to that, and let's go ahead and start the show. look inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. You know, I know we're only covering two episodes, but 
I think I've taken more notes for these two episodes than I have for any other group of three episodes in the past. I really like writing notes. I'm getting back into writing things down. I have a mini planner, thanks to my girlfriend, and uh, with this the podcast. Cute. Cute. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, but thanks to this podcast, but it just shows how reliant we are with like technology. Not to go on like a whole soapbox thing with, with technology, but with just how reliant I am with autocorrect and looking things up. So I've been trying recently to just, like, rather than say, let's Google it, to just kind of think about it for a second before reaching for the cell phone. Felix doesn't believe in sinks. He has a well in his backyard, and he <laughs> yeah. pumps his own water. Yeah, so And I churn my own up. butter, and we have no electricity. That's basically Amish people, right? Yeah. I'm Amish. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> so, yeah, job. we have... Only two episodes to discuss today, episodes 22 and 23, and as Jim stated, there's, <laughs> and as a, we always state, there's a lot to talk about, there's a lot to unpack, so let's get into it with yes, uh, episode there 22. Is. Oh my god, so episode 22, we pick right back up from the end of 21, it's the super tense house meeting, and we see primarily Uchi and Natsumi kind of go head-to-head here. Mm-hmm. And this episode starts off with the housemates trying to figure out what's going on because we had only really seen Uchi, Natsumi, and Minori chime in a little bit. But we get some other takes from some of the other housemates in trying to figure out what the actual issue is with mixed results, I'd say. Yeah. I I feel like it's actually just five of the housemates and one person not even saying anything at all. It probably was due to the editing, but Adisa definitely did not say anything. You know what? I forgot that she was even there. Yeah, she probably was just like, guys, <laughs> I have my business to try. To, I'm still trying to talk. She, was, she probably just wanted to stay out of it. Or at least just did not have enough energy. Because last episode we were stating, or was it the episode before, uh, where she she does work a lot. She works until like 11 or midnight some, some nights. So. Hey, we see a lot of busy people here in the house, and she's certainly one of them. So we see the meeting ends on a pretty good note where they all give their input and Uchi has the last word and he says, listen, we have to all learn how to compromise if we're going to live together. So things like this don't happen again. We have to compromise, which I thought was probably the best way that this could have ended, to be honest. So before we move on the uh, from the conversation, I feel this was very important because it sets precedent. Uh, for the rest of the show and the atmosphere and the relationships that people have in the house. Well, look, you have to know how to talk about things. And as we had mentioned before, prior to Natsumi, there weren't any really serious discussions of this magnitude. There were some things with Tat before with what are your goals, what are your dreams, but that didn't really relate to living in the house together. But some Mm -hmm. of the things with Natsumi, it was... Boiled down to the interactions with the housemates. It wasn't that one specific, what are your goals? If you don't have goals, your life is not worth living sort of shtick that Tap had, right? This is about housemates getting along and learning how to live together. And I agree. It really, it does set a tone and it says, okay, this is how things need to be resolved. This is how adults come together. There's an issue. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And who better than Natsumi to be in the middle of this because of how straightforward yeah. she's shown herself to be. So I actually have a question, and I it answers itself as in like throughout the episode. But 
Do you think that Nachan does this because she wants friends, or do you think she does it for like show, like she maybe for attention in the show, or she does she seem genuine with this? Like, does she actually want to make friends, or just keep things copacetic in the house? Like, I was trying to like figure that out in my head, like when I first when I first saw um, the beginning of this episode. I think she's pretty genuine. I think she's genuine, but I think she, does she has want to make friends, flaws. <clears throat> does she want to make friends? Um. Probably not. Mm, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I don't know if anyone is actively not trying to make friends, but I think for her, it's just more of a, we can let things develop in an organic way. She wouldn't pass up the opportunity to try to get closer to someone, but I don't think she does this because she thinks, well, eventually I want to be friends with you. I think this is a very pragmatic way of approaching things. It's almost like she's treating it like work. If there's a problem, you try to talk about it, you be mature about it, and that's it. That's how I think she's viewing the situation. Okay. On the surface, it seems like she is she, she generally wants to make friends or at least relationships with these people in the house. Yeah. But it doesn't. I started questioning that because of how she approached things in the past. Because you felt like maybe she was a bit too aggressive with her. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough to tell, and there's so much that has happened with her. Like I said, I believe this is answered later in the episode, um, which you know, I'll bring up as we talk about it. But. It, it it was it was an interesting question that was running through my mind while watching. There's so much that has happened with her already that we forget. I mean, she hasn't been in the house for more than what four or five episodes now of the show, and so we really she's kind of mysterious still. There's a whole lot about her we don't know, and it's all just speculation at this point. But it is it's fun as hell to speculate about. That's why we're talking about it. So that ends, and Uchi again he kind of ties it up nicely and then we see Armon and Hikaru so they're talking they talk about Arisa which is not a new thing for them and Hikaru asks Armon where things are and Armon the poor boy still thinks he has a chance I feel so bad for him yeah I know I said in the previous episode that I thought that we shouldn't count him out yet but as we watched like these episodes it, it just seems kind of a losing a losing battle a losing fight a losing war i'm expecting hikaru to come in pretty soon and try to slip in to make his move but he did state that he, he was. had to ask right he had to ask about it first and try to maybe get a sense of what was going on but i think this for him seeing him say well he said he thinks he still has a chance what an idiot i'm gonna go for it <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> I think that's a little bit harsh, but when you boil it down, yeah, I agree. Felix, you're way too nice. You know that. <laughs> Just sometimes you take like a really strong stance on things, and I think it, it's like more on the more ex- uh, extreme side. So I'm here to diffuse it. I'm here. I, I'm the yin to your yang. Felix, everyone or sucks. Or the yang to your yin. You're just going to have to realize that. <laughs> All right. So that's a, that's a brief chat that they have. After that, we see we have a ladies' breakfast, and then we have a boys' night. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the same scene. The breakfast is good. It seems yeah, like it, everyone is on pretty good terms, and Natsumi and Minori really seem like they're 
actually getting along. Like they're actually friends. It's funny because of the cut, right, of some such a big fight with people butting heads and all of a sudden some nice atmosphere in the morning at that table. There's been so many nice scenes at that table in the morning, right, with like this light shining in, creating such like nice, such a nice scene. I'm not too surprised though because. I think it's a common scene that can be found in many households, many places. No, only Terrace House. No, only Terrace House. Nothing only else. Terrace House. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a new day, and it's that you sleep it off. I know that's a dumb cliche, mm. but I think in a lot of things that hold. There's true, a lot of truth in that, though. Yeah. You wake up, and okay, I'm hungry. You're hungry. We're sitting down together. Let's talk. Yeah, I don't hate your guts. Nice, Let's see what's there was going definitely on. Definitely a nice air about that room, and uh, for the for the women of the house. That was nice. And then for the boys, we see Uchi talk about his relationship with Minori, mm-hmm. Uchi Nori. And he really, he can be a bit harsh sometimes. And he says something that really kind of blew me away a little bit. He said, it was better when we were friends. He seems to really miss when they were just friends. He doesn't seem to be too happy with this relationship. It seems that he's, not that he's not happy, but that he's having second thoughts. Look, there's always going to be sort of that learning curve, for lack of a better phrase, if you go from just being friends, or especially with them. I mean, there were a couple different phases, right? Mm -hmm. They are random roommates, and then they're friends, and now they're lovers, right? So there are many steps, and it's... It might take a bit to learn how to navigate through those things, and it might take a little bit to think, okay, well, now we could or maybe should do these things. Mm-hmm. And he just, he seems like he's, he really misses when things were a lot easier with them. Mm-hmm. And it comes up right after that because we see them talking in the Japanese style room, and he really goes in on her hard. At the end of this conversation, this, this is, I brought this up before with Uchinori, with the way that they handle serious conversation because it's a mixture of joking like sly comments how can i put this it's just they they try to diffuse the situation mid-conversation right and that's the thing with the joking is that it's not like they're joking around because they both want to be joking around they feel like they have to because it's too tense it's not on their own or under their own power, I would say, because you can be arguing with someone and you can joke, you know, especially if it's a friend or someone, like me and you do sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we might be arguing about something, but it's, oh, it's a joke because we're friends and I actually yeah. like you, you know, and I'm no, I know that Uchi and Minori actually at least kind of like each other, but when they <laughs> joke, it's because it's awkward. When the conversation first happens, you think it's just them discussing when they're leaving, right? Because he says, oh, I'm leaving the same time as you, but... I feel then, like, then, then Uchi t- turns it up, right? He he says, you seem to have lost motivation. You, you quit your part-time job so you can focus more on modeling. And then the, what is it, the girls' award show was the, yep. the yeah, the modeling show? Yeah. Like, before that, that's when you seemed the most motivated and you had everything. But now, you don't seem as motivated. And he also mentions that, she was working part-time while she was getting ready for that show, right? Mm-hmm. It's fine if he feels like that. A part of me thinks if you're with someone, you try to motivate them. You expect to say, listen, 
you want to do this, you've indicated to me that you want to do this thing or that thing, why don't you try to do that? The way he does it, though, it's complaining. And they've had enough of these conversations at this point where I think, what's the point? He was talking about how much he wishes that, or how much easier it was when they were just friends. At this point, I'm just thinking, you guys just need to break up. That's it. It's not worth it to me. I feel that because of what I said before, where they're just trying to diffuse the conversation midway, this is the theme of these two episodes, where they don't get straight to the point. They don't address the problem at the core of it. And it just blows up into a lot bigger of an issue than it needs to be. It's a mess because they're two different people. Their personalities are very different. And I feel like the end game for both of them is different. And they've indicated as such when they get ready to leave. Uchi doesn't know what's going to happen. Munity doesn't really seem to even want to think about what's going to happen. And I think that in of itself is a bad sign. It's kind of like the tap syndrome because he says, like, having a goal is important, right? Right. And I feel that when Minori started to respond to that, Uchi interrupted her and, like, said, no, you got it all wrong. And then she got really upset that, like, no, you're not listening to me. And then it got to the point where she was just like, okay, I will think about what you said. And then he, I thought that was going to be the end of it. But no, Uchi drags her back into the conversation saying, you're only saying that because you want to stop this conversation. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not constructive at all. It's This is, if anything, it's actually adverse to the whole situation and the relationship. At this point for me, it's insanity. It's having the same conversation over and over again. And expecting a different result because he wants her to be different. She has given no indication that she's going to change. And I don't think she needs to. That's the other thing, too, is that sometimes while watching this episode, I found myself saying, oh, Minori is kind of lazy. She's not really doing a whole lot. But then I thought, well, wait a second. Why do I give a shit? It's only because of in relation to Uchinori as a whole. And it comes up later, the fact that... Uchi wants somebody who he can work hard with, which um, I guess we can save for later because that's a whole nother thing that I would like to talk about and dive into. But yeah, that comes up in episode twenty-three. Yeah, we're, but, we're we're jumping, but it 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 yeah. was really frustrating watching it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. But meat. Yeah, meat's meat. good. I like meat. meat. Meat is good. Meat has a lot of protein. And it's also eaten when it's not supposed to be eaten. Yeah. So, to give some background to this, earlier in the episode, we didn't state, but I think Nachan found this really fancy wooden box in the fridge, right? And was wondering what it was. And Minori explains that it was a gift from a client for Uchi. And, you know, they were looking at it, and, and apparently it's Hiragyu. Which, Jim, let me tell you that it's a black-haired cattle breed from the Gifu Prefecture, which is to the west of Tokyo. Uh, Usually it's me looking stuff up, but I'm glad that... No, uh, Jim, this is, all, this, 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 is, this is off the top. This is off the dome. Yeah. Uh, so, these cows live better lives than most of us. Drinking from fresh springs against a mountainous backdrop. 
<laughs> Unlike Wagyu, another variety of high-end Japanese beef, Hiragyu is raised at least double the time, about 14 months or more. This promotes soft texture, delicate flavor, and a unique marbling pattern that extends across the steaks, flank, shoulder, and round. They also get their own condos overlooking Central Park and are chauffeured to plays on Broadway. <laughs> right before they I get brutally murdered. Uh, but uh, Hiragyu, if you are listening, we are ready for our sponsorship. I feel like that's one thing that does not need extra ads. <laughs> they make so much money. I'm sure of it. I know. It seems very premium. So this is some fancy stuff. So later on, where we come in to the whole meat of the situation. Can I get a rim shot? Right. Um, they're all hungry. So this is right after Uchi and Minori have their discussion. And we see Hikaru and Minori in the kitchen. They don't have any food. Minori suggests that they cook the beef. And Hikaru has some reservations. He thinks, well, is it okay? Should we do it? And Minori says, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We see Natsumi come in. She asks what they're doing. Minori tells them that they're cooking the beef. And they ask if she wants some. And Natsumi says no, which was funny. Minori, it was almost like she transformed. It was like, you know, like in those shitty teen rom-coms, where the girl, she's nerdy, and you know she's nerdy because she wears glasses, and then she takes mm-hmm. her glasses off, and she's like, mm-hmm. in the movie, she's supposed to be totally transformed. <laughs> Minori made that kind of a transformation. She's cooking this food that's not hers. She's talking to Natsumi. Like, it's, she's just very unlike herself right now. I think that talk really kind of changed her. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that for later, but yeah, no, that's... I think it's 100% getting back at Uchi, or at least in response to the conversation that they had earlier. Oh, totally. So she cooks the meat, and Armand comes in, and he's hungry too, and he doesn't really care. He doesn't really seem to think about it being Uchi's. And, <laughs> oh, we're cooking it? Okay, fine. <laughs> and we see him just standing there he with oh, no. his classic blank expression, yeah. just waiting for the meat to be done. And Natsumi eventually leaves to go watch a movie in the playroom, but Minori, Hikaru, and Arman all enjoy Uchi's fancy beef, and I died inside. The best part of this scene, though, is that after Minori eats it, she's like, "Mm, it's not my favorite. Yeah, she didn't even like it. I mean, that's just like eating the finest truffles and then just directly spitting them out. That's what that's like. That that upset me. And look, the whole thing just upset so, me. I was just like, wow, that was bad. That was really bad. You know, I bet she loved it and she just wanted to say that just so when Uchi was watching this next month, she's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It ain't that good, though. And Uchi just, his heart just tears in two. I, I don't know. It was, yeah, that was definitely, that was hard to watch. I hated this. I was really I did not like mad it. at Minori. And it was weird because when Uchi eventually he comes in and he sees that his meat's gone, right? He walks in, the wooden box is out on the counter. <laughs> and no one no one bats an eye. Dude, they they left it on the counter. I feel like the producers, like as they were about to throw it out, they're like the producers, are like no, leave it there, leave the wrappers there, leave whatever they have, just like and just leave it there for it's for terrible. this shot because you just see Uchi walk in, just just really pissed off, and the box is laying on the counter, empty. It's terrible, 
and the roommates were talking about it, and they didn't think it was a big deal. I know it's just me, but it's the principle of the thing. I don't understand why this didn't register with them. If you see something and it's not yours, do not take it. It's as simple as that. I don't, like, I was really upset because I thought that everybody would take my stance. And by everybody, I mean the hosts, everybody, and then even, like, other people listen to this conversation in, in like, in the show. And it's it was the complete opposite. People thought it was ridiculous that he got so mad. I felt like I was going crazy because I'm thinking, okay, I can't wait for Arisa and Natsumi to come and say, hey, the reason why, you know, for Natsumi, the reason why I left is because I thought that was messed up. I mean, she could have said, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. And Arisa is in Hat World or whatever, so she isn't even really a part of it. Hat, but Hat World. <laughs> no one said anything. And they thought, oh, it's not a big deal. It, yeah, it kind of is a big deal. It's such a big deal. It's disrespect. It, this crosses so many lines. Yeah, as, it as does. Somebody in a relationship with a significant other, housemates, friends, and just basically just bad manners. And it, when it cut to the hosts, they were all laughing. They were like, I can't believe that he's serious. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that the hosts were serious. This is the first time that I, I, I ever really disagreed with the host. And we don't really talk about them much, but usually it's pretty funny about their banter and stuff like that. That that's why they're there, right? That's their that's their job. But I this must be a cultural thing, right? I don't know. Um, you're you're telling me in Tokyo there's not a Yoshinoya that you can go to. I know there are beef bowl places open. Yeah. At that time. Go to 7-Eleven. You are in Tokyo. Go somewhere. Oh, get man. Get some food. No, get I, I, some food. This is an obvious act of revenge or lashing out from Minori. She sucks, man. I'm sorry. This this really just... Oh, my God. I'm trying to like steer us more towards the fact that everybody else thought this was ridiculous and how they thought this was hilarious that and how he over quote-unquote overreacted. Yeah, well, but you know why? Because they were so focused on it being food, but they didn't think about what it meant to Uchi, what she talks about in episode 23. And this is really most of this episode. Uchi, we see him, he's, he's basically inconsolable. And they're all talking in the living room, and Kurumi comes in, because when you're in trouble, that's who you call. You know, she comes in like Superman to save the day, and... She comes in, they debrief about what happened, and then we see one by one some of the housemates and Kurumi go downstairs to the boys' room to try to talk to Uchi with mixed results. Yeah, while this is all happening, it seems that like people are trying to make excuses for themselves, right? They're all trying to defend themselves to say, you know, like, oh, this is overreacting, right? Uh, I think Hikaru said this. Like, he was trying to, like, really work it out in his head. Where he was just like, oh, he didn't say that we couldn't eat it. Then again, we, you know, we never told him that, you know, we were eating it or even asked permission. Oh, but he could have left a note. Like, all these, like, excuses that you're trying to come up with. No, I'm sorry. No, fuck that. It's something you, it's something as, they all commented on how fancy it is. Right? 
So right then and there, that should have been your note or your your red flag that you shouldn't be eating it. I, I I'm just really upset because I've I've had like living situations where this this same exact thing happened, but with nothing as like valuable as a gift from somebody or 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 as expensive like that. So that's just why I'm pretty furious. <laughs> that's why I am furious. Not pretty furious. I am furious. This is a talk that as housemates, as roommates, you need to have. And listen, if it's something like milk or cereal or something like that, they're things that I think can be shared with no problem. But even so, with those things, they're things that you talk about. Of course, we're not going to see that because I couldn't think of anything more boring to see on Terrace House. I'm talking about the division of labor, how they're going to handle grocery shopping. But there are things that you would assume a bunch of 20-somethings and an 18-year-old would be able to talk about. But when we get into more expensive things and things that are meaningful, and especially for Uchi, because it was Minori. Minori was the main person involved in this. She's the one who wanted to cook it. How does she not get it? She knew how important it was for him, but everyone was making excuses, like you said. And as far as Hikaru goes, he seemed the most conflicted. Because he was like, kind of going back and forth. Armand didn't really care a whole lot. It was really weird. But Armand was just kind of, okay, well, yeah, it's funny. I mean, he was laughing when Hikaru was talking about it a little bit. That was bad. These two episodes, I wasn't having a very fun time watching it like I usually do. It was very stressful. It was very frustrating with a lot of things. But that by Armand, I did not like. So we see Natsumi go and try to talk to him first. And Natsumi goes in. She is maybe as neutral while still being involved as you can get. So I thought that it was good for her to go in and try to talk to him. She gets Uchi to open up. And he begins to open up about how he felt like this was kind of his tipping point. In terms of his feelings. Things that he had been stressed out about his relationship with Minori, and he says as much to Natsumi. And so she she kind of opens that door a little bit in terms of getting to the bottom of it. At first, I was kind of apprehensive towards it, but then it's... But I mean, it like turned out to it, be it good. Yeah, no, no, you it know, turned out to be, yeah, pretty diplomatic. She was such a good listener. She got him to open it, you know, which is the whole point of it. But then when she got back upstairs in the living room, she kind of threw it away by... I don't want to say she spilled the beans... Because it was things that she tried to warn them, but she tried to say, I'm not sure this is probably not best hearing it from me. Well, right. But even when you say that, you go, okay, well, I should. It's, I mean, it's like saying, I have a secret. And then they go, okay, can you tell me? No. Okay, I'll tell you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, either you can say, listen, this is kind of delicate or whatever. But she, because when you say, oh, it shouldn't come from me, but I'll tell you anyway, you want to say it. So at that mm. point, just own up to it and say, all right, this is what was said. But the kind of wishy-washy thing that she did, that just that wasn't a good look for her. It wasn't. <laughs> it's just such a roller coasters of, like, emotions and... Oh, God. I had a question for you. And to, to put it in perspective, like, can you imagine if this was somebody from, like, one of your clients that you may have at work, right? So, uh, like, a coworker, right? It says, you helped me out so much at, at, at your job. I actually have this 15-year-old distilled imported whiskey from Japan. It's like Yamazaki or something like that, right? Yeah. Here you go. And and has like, you know, it's a nice box or whatever as a present. Has an, uh, By the way, didn't the beef have a note of how you should cook it and stuff like that and how you should eat it? 
Yeah, they mentioned that it had an English label, which apparently conveyed some sort of... No, I meant the letter from the client. The client wrote... Well, you, right, yeah, there was that, but they also mentioned that there was, like, the English label, so it, it I mean, mm-hmm. that in itself said how, you know, how fancy it was, and then there was a note that explained specifically how to cook it. Yes, yeah, from the client, because they were, they were uh, meat, or they owned a restaurant, I think, or something like that. But anyway, so can you imagine if you bring home your fancy liqueur? And your roommates were like, oh, what is this? Like, while you're at work or whatever. And they drink it all. Yeah. I mean, it's the same it's, thing. Cause then it's you the just... same exact thing. Like, I can't I can't think of, like, any culture, right? That this, this just doesn't seem right. It's just rude. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. And we have discussed some things in the past about certain things potentially being differences in culture. This is just rude across the board. I don't care what country you go to if you do something like that <laughs> you're an it's asshole. not okay you know it's funny that you mentioned that example i was thinking about i wasn't thinking about liquor but i was thinking about lobster rolls from new england if we lived together uh-huh. and i got like some lobster roll from some client up in boston or wherever and i came home and you had eaten them i would make you live in the shower <laughs> i would just banish you straight to hell like i do not care it's so wrong. It's yeah. so messed up. So, all right. So Natsumi spills the beans a little bit. Um, Kurumi also talks to him. And Kurumi, in her straightforward way, kind of like Natsumi. And I like that it was the two of them first. Because mm-hmm. they kind of were able to... They were just like a blunt object, just kind of hammering away at Uchi. But in a nice way. You know? It wasn't mm-hmm. in a way that made Uchi clam up even more. But Kurumi talks about it with him as well, gets him to open up a little more to kind of open up the door for Minori. So Minori comes in and they have a good talk. Yeah, he he basically unravels at this point. When she first came in and he was at the foot of the bed and then he yeah. started crying, that was brutal. That, that, was, that was rough. I, I, t- I, was t- I, was, I totally fell for him. This dude is working hard at his job and, you know, and, and just so it seems that other... The, there seemed to be a lot more other stuff besides just the the meat. There was a lot more behind it, and and I forgot who it was. Was it Kurumi who said when she reported back? She said that this seemed to be the 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 straw that broke the camel's back, and and it seemed there was just so much more, and it just all came out at that moment, which put it more in perspective. And again, even if this wasn't, let's say, the last straw. I think this incident in and of itself would have been enough to warrant this kind of a reaction from Uchi. But when he reveals that, no, this was one of many things, we really get a good look at their relationship. And we see that there's a lot of, I don't feel appreciated. This is why I do things. So it was a venting and almost a recovery talk for them. Mm -hmm. And it was nice. Uh, That being said, though, for me, it further cemented the idea that they probably just need to break up. I mean, Minori, when she was talking about how she felt like she does these things, you know, she cooks for him, right? She cleans. That is important. And I I totally felt for her when she was saying that. However, it doesn't excuse the whole meat incident. It, it you know, it doesn't excuse the way that she handled it because it, it, it was very childish, we both agree that this is what most cleaning, likely. or that it was just vengeance. No, 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 no. I vengeance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so never brought. It up. was lashing out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's 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 pretty heavily 
implied and it seems obvious to both of us that that's what it is for her and the way that she lashed out her concerns were valid people want to feel appreciated especially in relationships yes everyone wants to feel like listen i contribute in this way and people contribute in different ways right mm-hmm. uchi thinks that he's trying to inspire minori minori cooks and she cleans their room and they're important because people communicate in different ways right in a yes. relationship, in the workplace, with friends, with strangers, right? Something that I learned at a younger age, when I first like started dating, is that communication is should be the one of the strongest foundations in a relationship with a significant other. Because if you don't have an open communication or open dialogue about certain things, things can sit and fester and like come out at the worst times. And even though, again, going back to the start of the episode, it might be hard to talk about certain things, you practice it and you find a good way to communicate. And it's never easy, especially when you're first starting to date someone, mm-hmm. to say, hey, well, listen, this thing happened and it made me feel like this or like that. You practice it and you get better at conveying your desires, your emotions, your feelings. And that's the name of the game. Yeah, you you have to do that. So they seem to make up, which is good. But it seemed like Mirori was happier, and she seemed. I you keep saying that they should break up. I can see where you're coming from, but I I feel like the fact that they had this a conversation, they had this conflict, they had a conversation, then they overcame the conflict. I think that strengthened their bond together. That's how I. That was my takeaway from it. It strengthened it momentarily, but because they've had, they haven't had a discussion of this magnitude that we've seen so far. But the sense that I get is that it's just a more extreme conversation about things that they have talked about in the past. I feel like it's kind of they're going in circles with, well, I'm motivated, or I, or I feel like you are not as motivated. And Minori, instead of saying, yeah, you're right, she just says, well, yeah, like, I'm fine with doing nothing. And again, even though I'm not her biggest fan, that is on her. That's her decision to make. So it just, they seem like they're structurally not a match. Okay. So that, that's why for me, I think... We'll just have to I'm see with where you on it the goes short from term. here. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just have to see where it goes. You know, my money's on them breaking up before they move out of the house. <laughs> okay. But we'll have to see. <laughs> so after all of this, we see another sad scene. Th- this show, it's... It, it's for sadists. Yeah, it does. It's for sadists. It's disgusting. Uh, we've seen them watch earlier episodes of their own season of Terrace House Boys and Girls in the City before, but we see them watch the Christmas Nightmare episode. Swerve of the Century, yeah. Yeah, where Armand gets rejected by Arisa, but he is accompanied by Hikaru, Minori, and Natsumi. And this one was uh, this was a doozy. So there was a quick scene with uh, Nachan and Hikaru where they were just saying that, like, they were trying to feel each other out flirting a little bit, but then eventually came down to his age, Hikaru's age, and that kind of tipped him off a little bit, I think. But then when they're watching the episode, right, he he was just, like, flipping around like a kid. (laughs) Like, I was just like, yo, bro, like, are you, are you, are you mature? Like, are you, are you going to act your, like, age? You're going to try to be a little bit more mature? I don't know. I. It was it was very unsettling for the scene because I'm just here feeling for Armand and then you just have Hikaru here like throwing around a pillow, digging his face in the pillow and everything. He's like that kid in high school 
when someone trips or someone falls, he's the first one to start laughing. He like he goes, (laughs) you know, like he's trying to stifle that laugh. That's Hikaru. That's what he was like. It also didn't help that Minori and Natsumi. Minori was pretty silent. Natsumi looked like genuinely like she really wanted to watch the scene, and I felt like she was feeling for Armand a little bit. Minori looked a little bit. She was smiling a little bit, but that's just you know it's just kind of her thing. That it wasn't really too extreme. Like she wasn't like, oh my god, you're an idiot. Uh, yeah. She wasn't really reacting too strongly either way, but Hikaru was that kid in high school. He's tripping, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That that was rough to see, and Armand couldn't laugh about it at all. The shot on his face was just really bad. Yeah, he couldn't laugh about it at all, and you kind of think, you know, maybe at this point, although we know it's because, we know that he couldn't laugh about it because we know that it wasn't really settled. Mm-hmm. And so later on, or I guess really not too long after that at all, we see Minori waking someone up what's up with people waking each other up he's like he's just like hey hey, hey the hey, cameras are on hey <laughs> the cameras are on hey. stop wasting film it sucks so minori goes and wakes up arisa and she says i have to get up kind of early tomorrow but okay i'm up minori barely gets a word in before arman knocks on the girl's room door comes in lets her know listen you said we could continue to date and hang out but you can't even spare 10 minutes for me what is going on and Arisa just really just shoots him down quickly. So this is definitive now. So this is it. So Armand needs to just pack up and move on. She says verbatim, I don't think I can think about you. Yeah, which is pretty cold. Um, I get what cold. she means because obviously she's a lady. But cold blood. Cold blood. Um, <laughs> you know, yes, it's very cold. But hey, it's that's what it is. Uh, it is what it is. It was harsh and that's it. So Armand knows. And he ultimately handles it well. He says, okay, let's continue to be good housemates. I thought he was going to say good friends, and I was holding my breath. I'm like, oh, you got to go with housemates, my man. And he did. Mm -hmm. And so good job, Armand. And that was it. So hopefully now he can just move on. The door is closed. That's it. Rough episodes. Rough. Very. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So to end every review, we have a segment where we pick uh, our favorite MVP slash L, so most valuable person slash loser. Loser. <laughs> so this week, I'm going to start it off with my MVP. Ooh, do it. I think this is going to come out from Lef- I guess not really. My MVP for this week has to be not John. Yes. Yes. Good choice. I feel that Although her her abrasive personality came off a bit strong, especially in just these two episodes, but I think it was for the better. She brings a certain sincerity to the show in wanting to build genuine relationships with people, and I really appreciated that. When I think about the MVP for each episode, I was kind of in a trap, and we joke about how negative I am. But I was trying to find someone who was absolutely flawless. And that's just not going to happen. Even in such a limited amount of episodes, it's not going to happen. And when I was thinking about it, too, I thought Natsumi would be perfect. I really Mm -hmm. can't add anything else to what you said other than she tried to reach out to Minori. She broke through to Uchi. We see her do a lot of good things these two episodes. So I'm with you, man. That was a good choice. Yeah, that... It seemed just right for me. So, now, for MVL, Mm. I have to say it, because you can already tell from earlier, 
in the episode that our episode that this it just crossed so many lines no matter what the culture it has to be minori come on down right yeah i mean do you agree or do you have somebody else in mind no no did you have any other runner-ups a lot of people were shitty but minori (laughs) was i think by far the shittiest you talk about the obligations that people have and I think in most cases, a romantic obligation is more important than a housemate obligation. Yeah. Because even though they're all friends, they're not like your close friends who you've known for a long time. So Minori, she just really messed up. And I, I've, I've said before, I'm not a big fan of her. She can live her life how she wants, and she should, and she shouldn't cave in to Uchi's, you should do something, you're lazy. She shouldn't cave into things like that. But... Minori clearly, she just really didn't have any regard for Uchi's property, and she really didn't shine here. We also came to the decision that this was revenge from earlier. I I hope she leaves soon. I mean, she is. Isn't she? She said when she graduates. I hope we see it. I can't wait to see the door shut behind her. (laughs) Jesus, man. Uh, We couldn't uh, couldn't keep this positive for just... Uh, okay. Hey, it's the MVL. Yeah, that's true. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're can't right. can't be positive. No, but you always seem to take it, like, a step further. <laughs> like, with, with, with the, uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Cheeks. Um, Later, loser. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's so harsh. Yeah. It's a good oh, phrase. Man. <laughs> it's like... All right. So, thank you, you guys, uh, so much for listening we seem to be hitting time already, so we may have to split this into two episodes and release it, you know, the following week. So I do apologize. I know that we said that we get to your questions and answer them, but depending on how Jim is feeling with, with the editing, you know, we'll see. Put it all on me, huh? Yeah, yeah. You're the meanie, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so some social media plugging. We finally are official with a .com. Uh, you can visit welcometotouristhouse.com. That will direct you to our Simplecast website, which I was actually talking to somebody. We may, I'm, I may work on some websites to make it look cleaner. I know it's just kind of listening to episodes and, and whatever, but I think it, I might put a little bit of work into it and, and making it look nice. So It'll look better than a GeoCities page, we promise. Did you ever have a GeoCities? I had a Mediafire, I think. Mediafire? Yeah, I think it was Mediafire. You mean Angel Fire? Angel Fire. <laughs> Mediafire yeah. is, I think, a file transfer. Yeah, site. that's an actual thing. So Angel Fire. Yes, I had an Angel Fire. I remember it was, it was my background was a a, a GIF of Koan going level two Super Saiyan during the Cell Saga. Track I was going to guess Naruto, but I like no, better. No, no, it was it was definitely, and it was so obnoxious because this website would take so long to load. So anyway, now that you said that, our welcome to touristhouse.com will bring you to uh, a Dragon Ball Z GIF and just that. So And then your computer crashes. <laughs> and then your computer crashes. So anyway, yes, please visit there. Also on that website, you will find links to our social media. I'm starting to use it, so please stay tuned. Please give a follow if you want to stay updated with uh, all our happenings. So our Twitter um, Facebook, Facebook. I, I still don't know what I want to do with yet. And then maybe we can add an Instagram too. I think that'd be fun. You know, just show photos of us editing and maybe recording and just like just other cool stuff. I th- I think would be fun. 
I have a bunch of photos that I took while watching Boys and Girls in the City. <laughs> yeah, you did because you just sent them to you just sent them to me randomly over WhatsApp. I paused it at the worst times, and I would send them to Felix, and he never got tired of them. Even though. with the closed caption, yeah, the closed captioning is just make it perfect because it's like a mini meme of, of in of itself. All right, please. Give us a review on iTunes if you can. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, If you like the show, yes, please review. Uh, We've gotten some pretty good ones, and we really appreciate that. Also, last but not least, if you have friends who are fans of the show of, of Terrace House, please give it a share. And even if they're not a fan of the show yet... We, I feel like this our, our show is a really good aid. You know, three episodes a week, definitely doable. So, you know, they can uh, watch along with us. And, yeah, so I think that's it. Sounds good to me, man. All right, Jim, wrap it up. All right, folks, you just listened to episode eight of Tourist House, where we covered episodes 22 and 23 of Terrace House. Please join us next week for episode nine, which will be our true halftime spectacular. We, we, we Bonaz- will feel... Bonazza. Bonanza, yes, Bonanza, Bonanza. Felix uh, was saying that he wrote, when he was writing the word Bonanza, he forgot the second N, so it was just Bonanza. Like it was like some (laughs) new fruit that was just discovered. Yeah, one quick also note I, as like a comedy note, I like drew an arrow to it, like, yeah, mispronounce it, like, because that would be funny and that would be a bit. I also misspelled mispronounce. This is comedy gold right here, folks. So bad. All right, yeah. Comedy gold. Spell for shit. So please join us next week, where we will be fielding all of your listener comments and questions. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote into us. We look forward to responding to everything next week. So this is Jim. This is Felix. Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. Peace.